Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Big Time Talker Podcast, live from Washington, D.C. Burke Allen here, podcast to service of our friends at speakermatch.com. If you are a meeting planner or you're a speaker and you're trying to figure out what to do in the era of COVID-19, log on to speakermatch.com and figure it out. You can find out more about virtual speaking engagements or postponing events until 2021. Speakermatch.com has the answers. And in this pandemic era, not only are there terrible health challenges, there are also major financial challenges for a whole lot of people, individuals and businesses. Lots of payments are getting missed. Lots of things are being deferred. So how do you collect on a debt if you need to do it? Or how do you deal with a debt collector if you don't have the funds? We wanted to talk to an expert. Dee Bowden is that expert, and she joins us today on the Big Time Talker podcast. And Dee, I have to ask you, as a little kid, did you say, hmm, one day I want to grow up to be a debt collector? I'm guessing that is probably not what happened, huh? Well, you know, Brett, that's a great question. It's funny. Everybody asks me that all the time. They're like, how did this happen? And so if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a story, and then it'll, 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 it'll kind of lead to that. So years ago, I, I worked for a small IT firm, actually outside of Boston, where I'm from. They, I was, I've always been in, I've always been a, so my background is I've always been in receivables management, collections management, contract administration, basically problem solving. So that's kind of like the umbrella of how I got, got here. But about 15 years ago, I worked for a small IT firm right outside of Boston, learned from Merrimack, New Hampshire. Um, I've worked part-time from four to eight Monday through Friday. They had $8 million worth of sales on the books, but not in the bank. Let me say it again. So they had $8 million worth of sales, IT sales in particular, on the books, not in the bank. So that means the sales team went out, did a phenomenal job, sold all these, you know, sold, you know, IT services. They sold software licenses and computers, et cetera, et cetera. They gave me a list of accounts and they said, D, here's your, here's, if you're, if you're old enough to remember a Mission Impossible, if you, what is how did it years ago? If you choose to accept this assignment, this was self-destruct in about five seconds and so. <laughs> and so I said, well, I said a quick prayer because I was like, I don't want to self-destruct here. But I'm like, how in the world do you have this much money on the books, not in the bank? So short prayer, went to work. And I realized my love of problem solving is how I got here. So this was like a perfect problem. I'm like, $8 million. Got to figure out the disconnects. Got to figure out what happened. So got on the phone, started doing kind of what we're doing now. Hey, my name is D. I'm with the company at the time. Um, calling about account number, blah, 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 invoice number, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to find out what's going on. Oh, well, oh, we sent you a revised, we sent you an email and said, if we change this, we change that, you need to update this, update that. Okay, long story short, figured out, okay, there was some, there was some balls that had been dropped along the way. And if you're, if you're in business and you're juggling lots of things, the, the details, what I call the weeds, get dropped often because you're normally check, chasing the next sale, the next contract, the next this, the next that. Sales went great on the front end. They dropped the collections on the back end. The orders went up, but somebody said, oh, they forgot to collect the money. So long story short, I was able to collect $6 million in 60 days while working part-time, which is phenomenal. Six million, So $8 million on the book, $6 million in 60 days. But here's, here's where the story changes. On October 24th of 5th, 2005, the CEO says, listen, we need to have a chat. So anybody who's listening, if you have a sweetheart, a boo or a boo ed, as I say, and here she says to you, listen, we need to have a chat. That's usually a clue or cue for mm-mm, this is not a good, this is not a good moment. We need to talk. So no, nothing good's coming out today. So we get downstairs and he says, listen, I want to thank everybody for your services. 
we appreciate everything you've done, but we've made an executive decision and we're closing the company. And you've got 30 minutes to get your stuff and leave the building. True story. So I pick myself off the floor and I'm like, are you serious? I just worked this hard to collect this much money. Plus my whole team did. It wasn't just me. I was part of a team. But the point was, is that we lost that. Everybody lost their jobs two months before Christmas. And so that began this, this journey of if that could happen then, fast forwarded to 2020, it could, it, it's already happening on, on a global scale right now where companies have already provided products and services and they were trying to go collect, were planning to go collect their money, but they got, they got short. They got the company shut down or, 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 or the better part of it is that I think things have already been, things have already been processed, but you know, right now people can't, people can't collect their money because they're like, Ooh, if I go ask for my money right now in the middle of this pandemic, I might mess up the relationship and I need the relationship because I need to get more business down the line. So I'm like, I'm going to hold off. But I contend that you, if you have provided a product or service in business, you need to go get your money. And part of how people unfortunately see collections is they see a kind of high your description about Ebenezer Scrooge. And I was chuckling because I'm like, well, uh, nope, definitely, that's not, definitely not my approach. My approach to collections and recovering money is more about building relationships. Just like you had to build a relationship to get the business, you have to build a relationship to recover the money. And a lot of people misunderstand that because they keep thinking, eh, I can let this go. It's not that big of a deal. I contend that you need to be as, 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 as um, focused on recovering your money as you were on getting your sale because you keep, the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank. And I think that's the part that most people forget because they're like, oh, I got the sale. No, actually, you don't. What you have is a promise to do to to, to uh, have a deliverable, but you don't have the sale until you actually sign the contract. Number one, you actually provide your deliverables. Number two, you provide your service. Number three, you actually bill for it and then you get paid. That's when the sale is actually complete. And that's the part that most people forget because they're like, no, I got the sale. No, I'm actually, no, you don't. And that's how I got here. Dee Bowden is our guest, and, and she uh, she got into this a while back through uh, very interesting circumstances, but figured out she could do something that a lot of people, for whatever reason, have a hard time doing, and that's collecting money for work that is done. And she wrote this article called Sealing the Money Leaks, Five Ways to Secure Your Cash Flow. was featured in Black uh, Enterprise Magazine, and she's a, a featured speaker with folks like Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. And she she talks about this, and, and if you visit – uh, her online at collectthecash.biz, you'll see Dee is a smiling lady and, and uh, is a, a positive, pleasant person. And in the middle of this global pandemic, uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about how collections are going to work because many of us, myself included, have deferred payments. Mm-hmm. You know, people's cash flow is way down. None of us can get out of the the, ho- the house to get to work. And if we, you know, many small businesses, people, uh, you know, their, their businesses are shuttered temporarily. So there's a lot of, of payments that are being kicked down the road. And I wonder, as somebody who makes their living collecting money, how do you see all this playing out in the midst of this pandemic as we emerge back into the workforce? Oh, that's a great question. So the way I see emerging is this number one if you're a small if you're a business owner that that is owed money right now one of the one of the first things you can do is take a look at your contract and look at the terms that's the first thing secondly you can get on the phone or get on on his where everybody's been doing everything virtually you you can ask for a virtual call with your customer and find out you know you obviously number one if you there's two things check your contract number one have you for the for the product or services that 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 were already this is everything pre pre the virus did you deliver your product or service? And if you did, and you have confirmation of that, then you have every right to ask them for payments. Number two, um, it's relationships. 
you can check you can check on your customer and ask them for a quick call. Hey, could, hey, John, Sue, whatever his name, his or her name is, can we schedule a quick call? One number one, check on how they're doing because they're just as stressed as you are. And so, as I said earlier, it's about relationships. So it's number one, checking on them and finding out how they are. Because number one, once we come out of this pandemic, you still gotta you still gotta have relationships. You still gotta have business. But if it's, it's it, to me, it's everything of how you manage it right now. So I would check on them. Number one, number two, ask them for a ten minute call. You want to check on them. Number one, number two, I, I listen. I know that you know you may be cash strapped. So am I. Want to just get an, an idea from you. When do you see? being able to make this payment, or can you do a partial payment? Because some money is better than no money. That's for sure. And I think there's nothing wrong with asking for that and then asking them to confirm it in writing. Because at least, even if, for example, if they owe you $10,000 and they can't pay you the full 10, if they tell you, listen, what we can do is we can give you 2,000 right now and we're gonna stagger the payments over the next couple of months because as soon as we get paid from our vendors, we're gonna pay you, that's fine. It's not the full 10,000, but I'll take $2,000 and keep and maintain the relationship versus getting no money and losing the relationship. So check in your vendor, check your contract. Did you confirm that you provided your product or service? And then follow it up with an email and and don't forget to say thank you because here's the thing, in the midst of all of this, it's still relationships and it's still it's still showing common courtesy. Because once 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 we come out of this, you're gonna go unless you unless you unless you choose not to, you're gonna go right back to the next phone call, the next sale, the next this, the next that. But right now is a is a good opportunity to show to show you know good business. And a good business good business isn't always getting a contract. Good business is sometimes just taking five minutes and saying, hey, are you okay as a person? And then now let's can we get to we get to the business at hand, which is hey, I need I know you need to pay me. I need to get paid and I need to find out what's the plan so that I can so that you can plan accordingly what you need to do. Secondly, if you're a small business, if you can look at look at your expenses, what are where, what are some things that you can do right now to save yourself some money? Cut back on some expenses right now until you actually get all of your payments. If you can collect on some of your payments from some of your customers right now, some money is better than no money. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, relationships are everything, especially right now. Hey, D, what are your thoughts on on these collection agencies that are very predatory, that are very high pressure, uh, especially you know personal. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when they go after personal debt, credit card debt, or, or whatever it, it is, I'm sure you have to have unpleasant conversations. But I don't gauge in you uh, being the, the kind of person that is super high pressure and super predatory. So, from an overall standpoint, what what's your thought on those folks? Uh, since you work in that industry, well, I do work in the industry, but I work I work on it I work in it from from a business to business and business to government standpoint. So you're not going to have those kind of you're not going to have those kind of exchanges. Number one, number two. Um, I feel I feel like and that and, and what you just described is that's the that's the perception that most people have is that most collectors, collectors, whether it's business or personal, are very aggressive, they're very unfeeling and very insensitive. I think number one, I am sure there are are fair collection fair debt collection practices that need to be followed, number one. Number two, I feel like what they're doing is they're not they're not showing empathy and not showing respect to the person that's on the uh, on the other end of the of the line. Nobody nobody sets out to get into debt and not be able to to pay their bills. I think most of us, you know, are are above board and are people of integrity. And you know, if you went to work, you charge something, you plan to pay it, you do. All not everybody runs into not not everybody runs into money management challenges, but sometimes you do. But there's something called grace, and you if you can make you can make arrangements to do something. Some money is better than no money. I feel like the people that that disrespect and and violate and violate that credit, you know, the debt collections uh, procedures, if you will, 
don't seem to understand that that's another human being on the end of the line. And, and if you flip it, it could be you. It could be, it could, you know, it could easily be you. I don't, I, I personally don't deal in, in, in personal debt. So I don't deal with credit cards or, or medical bills or anything like that. So it's kind of hard for me to really get into the nitty gritty about that. I just look at it from what I do in terms of the work that I've done and I've had to build relationships. And so it's, it, to me, it's the same thing. And it's still figuring out what can we do to resolve this issue and what can we do to get something on the books. I mean, I deal with this every single day. I've got customers that I have to you know, deal with and figure out, okay, what happened? Uh, can you tell me, you know, can you, we have, we have financial, we have a discrepancy between your records, my records, the research has to be done, then how do we get to resolution? And I've, I've had to learn to build the, those relationships over the years to get people to decide to go dig up something that's been done, that's been put off for years and then go get, go get them and go work on that. But the flip side of that is that I feel like right now in this pandemic, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that, that are financially strapped and, and my heart goes out to them because it, it could be any of us at any given moment. I do think that if you are a person that's, that's, that's having issues with your creditors, I think getting on the phone, you taking the proactive um, initiative, getting on the phone, explaining what's going on, finding out what is the absolute minimum minimum that you can pay and ask for a, a lower a lower credit rate if you I'm sorry a lower um, interest rate if you can get it and then you know put something put something toward it so they, they can see that you you have intentions and good faith toward paying your bill and obviously when when you're up out of that mess this this financial mess you'll increase your payments and then get yourself back on track our guest is Dee Bowden she knows all about collections you can visit her online at collect the cash dot biz collect the cash dot biz and she is the ceo of bcs solutions they do collections for businesses and governments and we wanted to talk to her today because as the pandemic rolls on so many businesses so many individuals are deferring payments and eventually the piper will need to be paid and uh lots of folks have lots of questions about that so i wonder the when it comes to collections how old a receivable is too old. At what point do you just kind of give up and go, ah, this is never going to happen? <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. So there's, there's, there's two, I, I, from my personal experience, there's two thoughts. There's, there's how long, first of all, how long, how long have you had the contract? I mean, have you had the agreement for a year? You know, and, and then what, 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 what have been the steps that you've taken? So for example, have you reviewed your contract? Have you reviewed your terms? Have you, have you already initiated, you know, you know, letters and phone calls and what's, what's happened. That's been the first, that's going to be the first thing. And then the second thing is it depends on the cost to you because you can spend a lot of time chasing $500, but you're, you're neglecting chasing a, you know, collecting a $10,000 account because you feel like you, I just have to get this $500. Sometimes you, right. sometimes you do have to make a decision whether is if, if I've had this for over a year and there's just absolutely no, no movement, do I, do I, do I risk, which in, in business you do have to sometimes take the risk, do I risk just writing this off because I don't, you know, the, the, the hassle, the, the non-response, it's, it's just not worth it to me. Or do I still try to collect this or, and or the relationships? Because again, to me and, and everything in, in business is, is about relationships. What kind of relationship have you had with that, with that customer that's not paying you? What, what happened? Because I feel like this, I feel like this. There are some times when, when, when the when the relation the business relationships break down for a variety of reasons. The services weren't delivered, questions weren't answered, products weren't delivered, problems weren't solved, and people are and people will use use their money as a tool to say, no, I'm not paying you until you fix this. So, 
what have you done? What have you done to address those issues? And if you if you can look at your checklist and say, I've done all these things and you're still not they're still not paying you, then of course you can go down the path of you can, you know, you can file, you know, you can do letters, then you can look at going going to an attorney, you can probably you know, go into collection agency, you can probably even go into court. Those are things that I mean, I that's that's not my lane, but those are things that people can do if you choose to. I'm always I'm always on the side of how can we how can we reconcile this? How can we fix this? But there are times when you just go, you know what? This has been going on long enough and I'm tired and I don't have any more energy or time or any more money to spend on this. I'm just going to write this off in my business. I'm going to take this loss. And I'm also recognizing that if I take this loss, I'm going to potentially lose this relationship. And you have to decide from a business standpoint, can you lose this relationship and can you build another one someplace else and keep moving forward? As a business owner right now, uh, small business owners, you know, many of them are, are in dire straits mm-hmm. during this pandemic. You know, so there's no secret. It, is, does it ever make sense? Are, are there ever instances where the business owner who is upside down to a vendor should reach out to that vendor before it goes to a collection agency like yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. I mean, because, you know, the goal is the goal is is for you to keep is to keep your keep your business and hopefully to get repeat business. And so why wouldn't you reach out to them and say, hey, can we can we talk about this? And I think I mentioned that I said, you know, I would I would rather I, I would rather you maintain that relationship because here's the thing. It took you a, it took you a while. To, I'm sure to probably, you know, build a relationship, get the courage. You know, do your sales, do your sales presentation, get the contract, and then get the get the work. I would rather see you maintain that relationship before you have to outsource it to to an attorney or to a collections agency. Because once you do that, then it, then it goes south. Because then you know whatever whatever goodwill you had, you're like, man, I don't I don't want to deal with you because now you've outsourced me, and, and it just brings up all those negative feelings that we talked about earlier today. I'm all about. Anytime you can, anytime that you can get on the phone or on video and you can have a face-to-face conversation and let me see your eyes, let me see your face, let me talk to you and let's, let's see if we can work this out. I'm all for that. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to get myself out of, out of business, but what I am saying is that I'm all about the relationships and I would rather you as a small business owner, not lose, not lose the relationship that you've worked really hard to gain by having to say or threaten or kind of mention that you might go to collections. Like, no. Figure out what you can do to work this out. There's there's always a way to work it out before you have to turn it over to collections. And that goes on both sides, you would say, Absolutely. whether you're the person trying to collect or you're the person that that is behind in the payment. Absolutely. Dee Bowden is our guest today. We're talking collections in the time of the global pandemic when uh, finances are getting funky really fast for an awful lot of individuals, but we, we all need to keep cooler heads about us. Uh, crazy collection stories from your past. Is there one that sticks out in your mind that you just look back and you go, I can't believe that turned out that way. Yes, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I have a couple of them. So, um, I, that the small company that I worked for back in, uh, back in, uh, right outside of Boston where I'm from, I, told, I mentioned at the beginning of the, of the, of, of our interview that there was $8 million worth of sales on the books, not in the bank. So in this $8 million, there was one, one, there was one vendor that yeah. owed, that you know that was part of the eight million dollars, and I got on the phone. Hey, how are you doing? This is the you know get out, you go down the the, the the things you say, and I asked him. I said, you know, I'm just just I'm you know as you're a little younger than I'm like I'm just curious, um, what happened that you just didn't pay? And they said, oh, we didn't we didn't not just pay y'all. We told y'all that we changed our billing system. I was like, excuse me. They're like, yeah, we changed our billing system. We we told we told every we told all the customers we changed our billing system, and as soon as you would reformat your invoices and into the new billing system, you get paid. 
I was like, are you kidding me? They're like, no, we're serious. Of course, me being me. Hey, could you send it to me in an email? Absolutely. As soon as I got the email and showed my boss, he was like, are you kidding? I'm like, no, that's what they said. And as soon as we figured that out, I don't know, there was a couple of million dollars that had been sitting on sitting uncollected because of a simple billing system. Wow. It's a true story. I mean, and this is, and, and the, but the thing is that happens on a regular basis. Do you remember when I said earlier that part of collections is two things. Collections is problem solving, number one. And number two, it's an extension of customer service. And number three, for me, it's it's getting into the weeds. Most people will not get into the weeds of collections because they're like, nobody wants to nobody wants to dig that deep. I happen to be wired that way, I guess, that I will I will get on the phone and ask the questions because I want to figure out the, the why behind the what. And so I was like, really? So when we figure that out, it's like, here, it's, it's a couple of million dollars sitting here uncollected because no one followed the instructions. And and this happens over and over again because a lot of times it's it's a lot, you know, if you're old school like me, you could have fat fingers. And you do if you do old school data entry, you can mess you can mess up data entry some information in a heartbeat. And you're like, sure, how do you how do you fix it? Oh my gosh, well, you know, the reason you get paid because you 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 keyed in the wrong information. Seriously. Yeah, it happens all the time. But it's it, but see, those are the things. That most people are like, it's, it's just not sexy. Well, I understand collections is not sexy. Trust and believe. I, if anybody can say that out loud, it'd be me. I know it's not sexy, but it's necessary. But it's those, it's those small nuances that most people neglect, and that's that's where my gift has come in to say, let me figure out, you know, the weeds, the why behind the what, go the extra mile, build the relationships, solve the problems. And I've chosen to have the attitude that it's 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 problem solving and customer service because most people like I, like we've talked about all 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 this interview most people think about collections and they you know they 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 cringe I mean I'm I even know most people that would rather go get a root canal than have to deal oh. with collections because unfortunately it's been given a bad rap but here's the thing you can't be in business without sales number one and you surely won't be in business if you're not collecting any money and getting paid. Dee Bowden, our guest today, she knows all about collections. You can visit her online at collectthecash.biz. She's the CEO of BCS Consulting Group up in uh, Maryland. And, and Dee, before we let you go, I mean, you know this business inside now. You've been doing it for a really long time. I guarantee you someone is listening to this podcast that is going to be uh, in dire straits. They're going to be in financial trouble, whether it's with the pandemic, and, and certainly millions of people are already there with, with all the folks who are out of work, uh, or, or something else is going to happen, and they're going to get behind. You have probably heard every excuse in the world. I wonder if you could give us just a handful of tips on if you are behind, how best to deal with a collection agent on the other end of the phone. What what do we need to know as business owners or even as consumers? Because you know it, it will all come to us at some point in life. So, uh, what what tips can you give us to deal with collection agencies? Uh, that's a great question. So dealing with a collection agency, see, that's a tough one for me because I, I, I'm not a collection agency. So I, but, but I guess what I'll say is this number one, um, if a collection agency calls you, um, I would ask them to confirm who they are, I, you know, name, what, what agency they're calling from and what account they're calling from. That's the second one. First thing. Number two, if you, if you have not, if you have not been notified prior to this phone call to be, of being of your accounts being turned over to, turned over to a collections agency, I would be going back to the, the original debtor and I would be working trying to work out things with them first. But that would that would be the first thing. Second thing, um, I think I said earlier in, in our call, I said if you if you're if you're in dire straits and you're you're behind in your payments, 
get on the phone and make the phone call to 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 the person that you're in that you're in business with or that you owe money to and see if they are open to to a, a partial payment because I, I truly believe that a partial payment is better than no payment and at least you're showing you're taking you first of all you're taking proactive you're taking proactive measures to say listen i understand that i'm still legally i still legally owe you this money i understand that i don't have it all right now but i want to i want to make a good faith a good faith effort to address this issue and do something and i believe that if you you can show that and plus you can document it you can you can follow it up with an email to customer service with your name and your account and say and, and outline it in a letter identify what's going on you identify how much is owed this is you know make a proposal that you, you know i can't pay this full amount but i can do this would you be open to this and can we can we make an arrangement so that i can at least get started on maintaining my relationship number one number two maintaining a a a, a showing consistency and wanting to pay for the product or services and number three recognizing that i i have to get back on track once i'm not, once i'm able to get myself out of this out of this financial straits, but I want to show you that I'm serious about doing this. And those, that would be, those would be my, those would be my recommendations. I think those are all great. And, and I know you go in and you, you train a lot of these uh, collections teams and you consult with companies on how to collect old debts before it goes to a collection agency. Um, imagine that the company has a lot more leeway because when they actually do have to turn it over, to a collection agency that's not an in-house collections agency, of course, or team, then there's a, a big chunk that goes to that agency. And is that a 40%, a 50%? I'm just trying to get a gauge of, of you know, where it makes more sense to try to negotiate with your original company or, or vendor that you're in debt with before it goes to the agency. Because once I would assume once it goes to an agency, you probably don't have quite as much wiggle room there. Yeah, you're right. You don't. I mean, and, and I, I think once you, once it's turned over to an agency, their agencies are, you know, starting to, you know, looking at, you know, 30% of, of the debt and higher. And that's why I, you know, that's why I keep saying, you know, if there's any way you can get back to your original debtor and, or your, your company and talk to them before they turn it over, because basically once you, once, once it's turned over to the collection agency, They've that company has basically written it off, and they're, and they're they're not going to be as 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 willing to have the conversation. So that's why I'm I constantly am saying you you know because one of the things I didn't say was that as a business owner you need to know the state of your accounts. So you need to know how how much money is out is outstanding in your your zero to thirty, your thirty one to sixty, sixty one to ninety, and one twenty. As soon as something goes from out of from the zero to thirty bucket to the thirty first thirty first day, you need to be on the phone. You need to be on the phone and, and email following up, asking the questions and, and, and confirming that everything was delivered correctly. Number two, if there's anything that you can do to fix that, fix that problem, fix, you know, if let's say, for example, they ordered 10 widgets and then you only delivered eight, that means there are two widgets that are still owed. You got to make sure those two widgets get, oh, I'm sorry, those, those two widgets get delivered so that you can get paid in full. Because sometimes, sometimes these, these things with collections have to do with with products and services. And unfortunately, most people, are, they're not going into and checking to confirm that everything was delivered. They're just like, I'm, I'm billing, I'm serving, I'm, I'm moving on to the next thing. And unfortunately, whether you're a small business or not, you're responsible as a CEO, you're responsible for everything that happens in your business. And those relationships, like you talk about it, but it's true. The relationships are everything. And providing good customer service, whether it's on the product end or the service end, making sure that everything was delivered. And if there's any concerns, any issues, address it before, so that you can get paid. Because the goal is for you to deliver your service and your product and get paid and not end up in this gap. I love it. Good collections advice, good money advice, general money advice. Uh, we may call you the queen of collections if that's okay. <laughs> Boatman, the CEO and founder of BCS Solutions, collectthecash.biz. Collectthecash.biz is the website to visit. 
Uh, and Dee knows of what she speaks. She has uh, collected almost $14 million that she's recovered in the last 10 years. So that means the next time I'm in Maryland, you're buying lunch, Dee. Yes, sir. I just want to hear the stories and have you pick up the check. Okay, yeah. sounds like a plan. I love, look forward to it. <laughs> really appreciate you being with us today. That's our guest, Dee Bowden. Be sure to visit Dee uh, Bowden at uh, collectthecash.biz and be sure to tell your friends about the Big Time Talker podcast. You can just say, hey, Alexa, play the Big Time Talker podcast with Burke Allen, and magically my voice will appear from that dot. Uh, you can also check us out at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever your podcasts uh, are downloaded and subscribed to. Thank you to SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest virtual speakers bureau, for sponsoring the podcast. Wherever you go, whatever you do, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody.